0: Well, we are here on another trip to Connecticut t- today and we have had, I believe, not one but two, maybe you've had even more, but uh two great fantastic dining experiences in the state of Connecticut this week, I would say.
1: Uh I, I last night was at the North House. Mhm. That's what it's called, the North House in Avon where we are, which is a d- gorgeous restaurant, just gorgeous. Was And so this is the the Connecticut dining experience. If you're doing it with family, it's so that you're getting quick food. Usually you are, I want to say limited, but the the preponderance of food is doughy and fried. So there's, there, there. um,
0: I mean, I think that's true anywhere. Like if you sit down at a bar and get handed a bar menu, there's going to be a lot of like Onion I, I found it to be. I and... found
1: Connecticut is full of pizza places, and, and mm-hmm, that's so in everything that goes along with that, which is the onion rings and the fries, and it's it's just very doughy. A lot of it's doughy, and, and, and it, there's excellent restaurants. There are excellent restaurants here, but just for us because of where we don't have our bleep together, and we've got all the kids. So, and even when we go to the Big Y, it's like usually the doughy. We fried usually end section, up grabbing
0: pizza and for chicken tenders and all this
1: it's same great for things the like.
0: But I I think I said to you on our last trip to Connecticut, once again, lots of great food, but just the type of places we end up going. I was like, if I see another little basket of fried things, I'm going to kill myself. I can't do it.
1: And I think both of us are calibrated to like uh, fairly unhealthy food. But even that, even for us, we get sick of it. So last night at this North House, which is a gorgeous place. And And I think Awaken 180 has
0: changed our taste a little bit,
1: too. Uh, That is absolutely fair. I I, like I yearn for some things that that I wouldn't have a year ago. But so we had um, let me just tell you what I had. I had essentially the steak tartare that was molded together infused with onions and mustard and some other things. And I have not had steak tartare in a long time. And it was delicious. And Mm -hmm. surprisingly affordable. It was an appetizer, but it was a lot of it and surprisingly affordable. My goodness.
0: So like I said, we sat down at the bar and asked for a bar menu not knowing what we... You know, I was expecting like normal bar menu things kind of, like nachos and whatever. Um, But instead, the menu was all delicious things. It was Um, delicious
1: gourmet food and upscale food, but not upscale And we mentioned it to the
0: bartender and she said, um, you know, that... They had just gotten a new chef a couple months ago, and it definitely shows because the food was amazing. So you had the steak tartare, mm-hmm. and I had, um, as an appetizer, the whipped ricotta, mm-hmm. which it's, I think we've spent a lot of time talking about delicious, yummy, fatty dairy products on this show. But that was fantastic, Like, and I think it had lemon juice in it and olive oil, and um, there was some don't, roasted garlic Yeah, don't on bury the
1: lead, Alice. The roasted garlic, it was... <laughs> We had talked about uh, it in was, the last episode. I think we talked about sensual foods that would have been great on a date. That was absolutely one of them. That was an indulgent few minutes for Alice Shattuck to just have that. <laughs> and that's exactly that's exactly what that was. Just totally indulgent. And, and it was a finished, very
0: girl dinner kind of meal too. There was grapes on there and little crushed it was, pistachios. Yeah, it was delicious. And,
1: and then she had the meatloaf with um with um.
0: It had sausage gravy on it or, and asparagus.
1: Obviously a winner. Obviously a winner and. So and that was surprisingly inexpensive but the the, the point is it's funny because
0: Well, well I mean well, it was not inexpensive but it was like the same prices as any other appetizer like we would have spent as much if we'd got nachos and onion rings at yes, a different yes, bar.
1: Yes 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 but for, for the power of the punch the Oh cetera, yeah. And it's funny, I was joking because I thought, I could see you enjoying the food and enjoying the um, ricotta oh, I with so the happy. garlic and, and, I, and I know it's all the things you love and the oils and I, th- I could tell that you were...
0: I mean, sure. I eat roasted garlic anyway, yes. just as a snack. So I
1: could tell, and then I, so that that's why I joked. I said, that, do you think people assume we're on our fa- first date? You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, there you were, but but you're also very pregnant. So, you know, that was the joke, obviously. It, <laughs> it would be an interesting first date. Um but um but yeah that that kind of thing just just hit the spot and ambiance is so important and you know what we sat at the bar which usually for me usually I want to, I want to roll a grenade into the room if I am forced to sit at a bar to eat to and live. it was a
0: full bar there were people like right next oh, to we us were right
1: on top of us but we were able to get into a, a happy zone and oh Burlington Beer Company um the beer was mm-hmm. delicious i got to start drinking this beer and keen wait but after this weekend, I'm done. Dunzo. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like it's really hard not to drink beer in the summer.
1: It's really hard, especially since like I've been drinking some. The, you know, the problem is is that since I've been off of beer, it resets my palate, and I it's now it tastes so good. It's so I can like my my palate is clean from it, and now it's like oh, this is really good.
0: And there was one tap I was eyeing there that. We'll have to come back when I'm not pregnant and try. But there was one that was a mango cart uh, wheat ale that looked really yummy that I really wanted to try, but I can't. So, so we'll have another visit there. But yeah, it was an awesome restaurant, and and it's like this in this super old meeting house building or whatever it is and they have all kinds of cool function rooms and stuff and it's really gorgeous and really huge inside and like huge in ways you wouldn't expect like you'll like enter another hallway and it just keeps going forever and there's more function rooms on the side it was a very cool place i really enjoyed it all right alice very fun but wait wait i said we had two great dining experiences in connecticut we went to um the puerto vallarta restaurant oh yes which is the mexican place is that also in avon or did we cross over into another town over there
1: It's either avon or simsbury i think it's in simsbury
0: um but that is a fantastic restaurant as well they were right on the spot with like waters and crayons and stuff for the kids the second we walked in this
1: place is great it also feels like an older school restaurant it feels a lot more upscale kind of in how the professionalism of the wait staff and Mm -hmm. the way they make the guacamole in front of you, et cetera. Oh, yeah. I hadn't had
0: that before where you ask for the guacamole as an appetizer, and they bring over a little cart and, like, chop everything and mix it in front of you and ask you how hot you want it and stuff. It's very exciting. I really enjoy restaurant experiences like that. Someday, when our kid is not allergic to sesame, because it scares me with a kid who's allergic to sesame, Mm -hmm. but we have to do the – what's the thing called? The, like, Japanese thing where they are – I think it's Japanese, where they do it on the big Oh, They oh, have the sukiyaki? big stainless steel thing. Like, like yeah. And like, like
1: it was Benihana Steakhouse kind mm-hmm. of thing. And yeah. they like
0: flip things and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. We have to do that with the kids sometime because oh, they would that's love it. really fun.
1: They would love it, yeah. Um I want to move uh Ellis to hard news here. Okay. And um something I didn't want to I, I've held out for as long as I could. But Dateline uh, uh, Los Angeles, Britney Spears is taking a break from the divorce drama. Fresh off the heels of husband, uh, irreconcilable dis- differences last week, uh, the singer took to Instagram to share how she's working out her frustrations in the kitchen. In a now deleted video shared to the social media series platform, Spears filmed herself chopping bell pot peppers and tomatoes before cracking a few eggs into a pan. Why don't restaurants serve bell peppers and omelets? She captioned in the post. Well, first of all, Well, don't, don't, uh, okay. That's how I like it. It's the only way. They're so sweet. She finished off the breakfast creation with a slice of cheese and heavy seasoning. Um, so she called it the only way to make an omelet. Um, and now, okay, so this, this is what I want to say, and this is a, a personal appear appeal to Brittany.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we need the conservatorship back
0: because Be- of the bell peppers.
1: Yes, because if you're, if what's if you think? What's missing in your life is From an omelet? Is a bell pepper? A bell pepper should be the (laughs) 5,000th ingredient you should ever be thinking about in a bell pepper. Ever. How ridiculous. An omelet. omelet, Okay, so first
0: of all, restaurants obviously do serve lots of types of omelets with bell peppers. Yes. You can get like a pepper and onion omelet or a veggie omelet.
1: No. First of all, by the way, she deleted this post and none of the ones with her like nakedly dancing, dancing, having a man lick her, which was like an... (laughs) Um, no. In omelette, you've got all sorts of different kinds of cheeses. All sorts of onions, shallots, gorgeous I've been known garlic. to make oh, you a and
0: mushroom omelette. Of course,
1: there's, a, there's a, the world of omelettes, it's almost unlimited. And she is, like, talking about a I bell think she's pepper. she's led a it somewhat
0: sheltered life, yes, in a way.
1: Yes, but it, it, I think she has. But that's like, you'd figure for somebody who was, like, grew up WT, that she would know how to make her way around to Win dixie and make some good, trashy, fatty food. I mean, there were
0: cheesy... I don't think she ever, like, got to the stage where she would have been making her own food because she was a celebrity by the time she was, like, a teenager.
1: Yeah, well, I am... Uh, I am saying officially that we need to save Brittany from her palate, Alice. And that's just... a, a Yeah, but
0: a, it's not like if she's never experienced an omelet with bell peppers it, then, then apparently they weren't serving her those during the conservatorship either. Which is sad also.
1: Well, I mean, maybe she got to make her own food choices with conservatorship. Um, Okay, you have a story here that goes,
0: how do we scramble eggs? Well, yeah, so I was going to talk about this, because I do love making omelets, and I do love, um, I have a lot of egg opinions, because I make a lot of eggs for the family. And um, this uh, Michelin star rated chef uh, shared on TikTok, his feeling of like the perfect way to make scrambled eggs as well. Mm -hmm. So um, he explained that there's like all this science to it and you have to do it a specific way. I mean, I do feel that there's some differences here because different people like their scrambled eggs differently. Like you're into creamy eggs. Of course. I'm not necessarily into them being creamy. I almost, not quite, but like almost like mine dry. Like, I would say fluffy is the word I would use for my perfect scrambled eggs. But um, he says to only cook them in butter, not oil. And he says don't add milk, which I actually do agree with that. I do not add milk to scrambled eggs.
1: I'm of both schools, milk or water. Really? Yep. Yep.
0: Really, because I, I add a little bit of water, like a splash, because I think it makes them airier and fluffier, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it cooks off more than, you know, I don't like them to be, like, oily. But, yeah, I do cook them in butter, not oil, generally speaking. And he says low heat, that it should take a total of five minutes to scramble eggs. That okay. If you cook them too fast, it dries them out, which I think is true. But
1: there's also... A- Place for that too. I, I mean, the, the key is obviously, and I think both of us know how to make scrambled eggs. But the key is staying on top of them. You gotta yeah. stay on top of. Them. Gotta keep them moving. You gotta keep them moving. That's a great point, Alice.
0: Hmm. Um, so, but he says the timing is really important because you have to take the time to lock the moisture in because otherwise it dries them out. Uh, And he says once properly cooked, they should appear thick and creamy and then seasoned afterwards with salt and pepper. He feels that you shouldn't add it during, which is also my take too. Although you add it during, you add it during the scrambling, I feel.
1: I do. The only thing I don't add during the scrambling is, I'm sorry, during the whipping Mm-hmm. is um cheese are you i add that in as i'm keeping it moving
0: yeah and well and i almost had it almost at the end i
1: right, don't yeah, like it
0: here. well but i feel that it's different because i think that when you do it you get your cheese really like Mixed in, so it's really homogenous. No, I think that is, and that is, I like that is
1: a damned lie.
0: I like uh, the cheese and almost is, like I want to still be able to see the individual pieces of cheese oh, just melted no, in. No, no, yes. no, no, no,
1: that's where the yes. perfect balance is. First of all, you don't put it in w- too early because you want to cook eggs first. Really,
0: almost at the end.
1: Exactly, almost at the end, and and then put them in there, and it can still adhere nicely and melt mill, melt in. But I understand that the the how how you'd be, how you'd want to do it.
0: Yeah, I don't want like, it homogenous. I want it like almost melted on top at the end, kind of.
1: No, I mean, that's why but I mean, I like you also food. need to have a conservatorship.
0: <laughs> no, the cheese needs to almost be separate. He says um, the eggs start to thicken, should still appear. Liquidy. I don't like, you know
1: what? I don't like this guy.
0: You don't like people being bossy about I don't like food.
1: people to, to, talking to, like every celebrity chef, has to not just make the thing. They have to have a little, t- yeah, well, you know, a little bit of lemon juice. But let it lie out for an hour. Shut up, mm-hmm. celebrity chefs. You know. I mean,
0: I agree. I don't like people judging foods. I happened upon, and as I said, we were at the Puerto Vallarta, and their Mexican food was great, and the kids had hard tacos, which were great. Um, but which
1: I didn't know they had, or else I would have gotten. And I couldn't coerce them out of the paws of my kids to give them to me.
0: I know they ate them all, um, but. Hard tacos are one of those things that Mexican restaurants don't like to let you have because they're inauthentic.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, we could even start there with authentic food. It's like,
0: well, yeah. And I happened across this article because I feel like there's so much snobbery, in particular, what it happens around ethnic foods where people have to tell you that stuff's not authentic. Like, Oh well, the Chinese food that you buy in the U.S. it's, just, it's not authentic Chinese right. food at all. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't want pickled pangolin. I'm, I want <laughs> the stuff I get egg foo young from you know Winthrop, Massachusetts. Um, and not only that, you, you know, with Italian food, oh, you know, the pizza, the way it looks in La garda oh, yeah, is totally so different, I, and they have a, a big brown thing with bay leaves on it. Take that thing and bleep off.
0: So I came across this article um that's about like the top authentic italian foods to eat and it's like the most judgy thing i've ever read in my life where it's like mad at you for wanting to eat italian food like they scoff at at spaghetti and meatballs like who would be mad at spaghetti and meatballs spaghetti and you know, meatballs are delicious
1: they they feel Angry, the Italians from the old country feel angry that we have appropriated all their stuff. So but that- listen to this
0: article. When it comes to authentic Italian cuisine, there's red sauce and there are red flags. Ooh. much like authentic Mexican recipes and Indian dishes. I know we know we know marked by generational traditions and regionality. Not all Italian, food it is made the same. There's a noodle thin line between the real deal cookery and Americanized. Excesses. I wonder what this writer
1: really wanted to do. Uh, literary, in their literary career. His name is Matt
0: Kerouac, too, which doesn't sound uh, He is Italian. not doing what he wants to be doing. <laughs> um,
1: Imagine be, an... be, be, wanting to be a novelist with that last name and being a, a food writer.
0: <laughs> There's a noodle-thin line between real-deal cookery and Americanized excess. Looking at you,
1: garlic bread. You know, he looked at his editor and said, I can't, I can't in good conscience use noodle-thin for this. I'm taking it out and the editor said, put it back in. in and Italians. looked at the mirror and said, what am I, what am I?
0: For Italians, food is more sacred than the Madonna. I hadn't heard that. Gianni Russo. they live Russo, to eat or eat to live? Brand ambassador for Corleone, fine Italian. Corleone? Uh, as the official funny. He's culinary a brand collection. Ambassador.
1: He's In- a brand ambassador for Corleone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, which I think may have a branding problem itself, but that's fine.
0: Uh, well, it's an cu- official culinary collection inspired by The Godfather. So okay. you're not training so, okay. on Italian stereotypes at all, I no, don't think. Like. No, this is, okay. This is a brand and an ambassador that knows a thing or two about sacred Italian cooking. I'm a New Yorker, but my family's from Naples, so I spend a lot of time over there, and nothing bothers me more than imposter my, Italian food, says I'm, Russo. I'm
1: a New Yorker, so my, but my family spends a lot of time in Naples, so I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> doesn't mean you're Italian.
0: Okay, Ilaria Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some examples he cites include overly creamy carbonara,
1: he needs to be punched in the neck immediately. I'm sorry.
0: And low-rent...
1: there's no such thing as overly creamy anything.
0: He says that all the creaminess you need comes from good aged parm, and it had better be the real thing, Parmigiano-Reggiano, and...
1: The real thing? Okay. Uh, Alice, and- I don't want it be... I want harm to come to this. I, I'm fighting... I am fighting my um my compulsions.
0: Um... And uh, low-rent olive oil. He can tell when a kitchen gets cheap with their olive oil, he says. Um, In addition to shortcut ingredients and techniques, Italian food in America is too often glossed over as spaghetti and meatballs, a dish that's as inauthentic as it is overrated. And Well, there's always a time and place for such indulgences. You're better off trying something new. I think Italian food is often seen as unhealthy because of items like fried cheese and garlic butter-soaked bread. Uh, says one chef from Portland, Oregon. Which don't get me wrong, it tastes delicious, but I don't love the way it represents Italian food Go to the masses.
1: Bleep yourself, Alice. We can't read this anymore. We can't. I am so they recommend
0: angry. they recommend calamari, which like <laughs> I've
1: had eighty-four times in this trip.
0: Right. Um, and, I will say one thing. But they say is
1: it is it when I first started having calamari mm-hmm. at Maggio's in the eighties. It was not, never deep fried. That's a, that's something that's just come around here, which probably is one of the reasons why kids eat it. But I used to have calamari and squangeli and tripe. Mm-hmm. They and- do
0: say it can be done wrong, but in the right dutiful hands with an eye for technique and delicacy, calamari can far exceed those rubbery marinara-soaked tropes.
1: That is true. That is true. These rubbery marinara things, and since COVID, we they've becoming more rubbery and more... Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. that is true.
0: They also don't want you to get garlic bread, but they want you to get um, house-made Neck bread. Neck punch. House-made bread. It has to be house-made. Mm-hmm. Proper pasta. So the pasta has to be made fresh in-house and cooked according to traditional recipes into the proper temperature and texture. Um, they don't want you um, ordering just, you know, regular pasta. Artisanal pizza.
1: Okay, we hit the point. Can I move on?
0: Wait, I'm not... uh, um, Authentic Chicken Dishes, they're okay with a well-done chicken marsala, but not with chicken parm. Chicken parm is no.
1: Chicken parm is delicious.
0: Uh, he says that any restaurant just offering chicken parm falls in a certain category for me and not in a good way. So I know where to set my. It's expectations. overly creamy.
1: Yeah. Okay. Am I, this person is a bad human being, else I, Um. You I should avoid cliched. You should him.
0: avoid cliched meat entrees that rely too heavily on meaty sauces like bolognese.
1: This man is. An, this person is an Al Qaeda member. That's what this person is. No, he's worse. Worse.
0: Although they do recommend ordering things with. Calabri- Calabria and chili.
1: God forbid you have pork belly and bacon. Don't rely
0: this- on bolognese.
1: Alice, why are you doing this to me? <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I am only
1: thinking of uh, mushroom clouds right now, and it's making me happy.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Can I? Can I? You can move on. <laughs> okay. I want to. Tim and Canton. Our friend Tim sent some pictures of the hot bar at Lambert's. Do you ever go to Lambert's? Mm-mm. It's that when I worked at 96.9. And Morrissey Boulevard. Down the street in Dorchester was Lambert's, which was like, a, a, like an Italian, although the name Lambert's not Italian, but it was kind of like an Italian gourmet market. Mm-hmm. But, but they would also make subs. The line would be like 100 people deep. The subs were 30 pounds each. They were ridiculously good. Just fan- they, they just got it. Somebody in there just got it. And they'd have prefab food that they that you could heat up and all sorts of gourmet things. But they've got a, a wonderful hot bar, and the Tim sent pictures of where everything looks gorgeous. It's a brilliant idea, too, because they needed a hot bar because too many people were ordering subs, and the <laughs> deli was just locked bottleneck, locked up. Um, so it, it reminds me of hot bars, and a hot bar can be a wonderful thing. It's also a grift, a hot bar, oh, yeah. because they load it with all the heavy stuff is the best-tasting stuff in a hot bar.
0: Mm-hmm. but They've got your number.
1: They do. So, so, so there is a place... I will say for me, the hot bars that I like the most, um, this doesn't include, there was a great Brazilian barbecue place in Kenmore Square, Mm -hmm. um, but I respect the one at Wegmans because there's 180,000 things. Yeah,
0: and obviously Whole Foods (laughs) has been kind of the standard for supermarket hot bars. But
1: which can be hit or miss depending on which Whole Foods. Somehow Mm -hmm. the Whole Foods in melrose Mass somehow...
0: Well, Melrose, Massachusetts is kind of a grocery store twilight zone.
1: It is. It is. Yeah, we've had a friend. We have a friend who uh, Montante, who who stays in Melrose sometimes. And he had only been. He's from New Jersey, so he'd only been to the Shaws in that town.
0: And he was like, "Wow, Shaw's is like a bad supermarket." Huh? Yeah,
1: I was. Still, I was telling him the only time <laughs> in my life ever I've I've seriously pondered suicide was when I was in that Shaw's. It's, it's not. It's everything bad is happening there. It's no. nothing against Melrose, nothing against those employees. It's something there's... I don't know if it, was, if it was built on an Indian burial ground. I don't know what it is, but there are dark forces happening in that place. It's a bad place. Never I've go. never
0: once gotten the self-checkout to work properly. They actually took the self-checkouts yes. out for a few years so when we lived there. So that we, we could have a there, customer
1: experience, which because was Because they not said good. people
0: didn't like self-checkout, which yeah. is not true. People like self-checkout a lot, but... Yeah, no, the produce is always, like, terrible in there, like, mm-hmm. about to turn or maybe even already turned. Like, everything's expensive. It's just, like I, like you said, I don't know what's going on, but it, like, has some kind of curse on it. Um, yes. So, where there is the Whole Foods with the not-the-best-whole-foods-in-America hot bar, um, yeah, down we, the street from that, that used to be a Johnny Foodmaster that we used to like to go to, right. actually. Right. Yes, Which, um, I love Johnny Foodmaster Johnny's Foodmaster Master. It Is was it Johnny's Foodmaster Yeah,
1: it was a very like blue collar. It was like loved
0: it. There was one by Tufts too that I would go to. That was great. I
1: liked it too. It was fun. It was um, it was one in West Hartford, West uh, Medford too. I think wasn't it or maybe not. Um, no, actually that was a Demoulas, an old Demoulas, a tiny Demoulas. Mm. Um, but um, but also there was the Stop and Shop right next to Intercom Boston when I worked there. There's a big super Stop and Shop there that had a Great, great hot bar. Mm-hmm. But once again, like the, um, um, the the leaf, grape leaf wrapped thing. What's it called? Um, grape leaf with rice in the middle.
0: Right. The isn't it just called like Greek stuffed grape leaves? It
1: might anything? be. It might yeah. be. Which are delicious. Yeah. They had those, which were always delicious. Yeah, I love that. Once again, heavy. So I get those, and then I get that this the delicious, um, um Chinese pasta. With the peanut butter, mm. peanut sauce. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, but the that's,
0: brown noodles. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: My goodness. And because it was from the salad bar, I felt like, this must be healthy. And, of course, <laughs> yeah. that, that weighs 11 pounds.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: And there was some, one time, actually. I know.
0: And it's so cheap for them, too. Like, the pasta type of things weigh so much. And it's, like, cost nothing for them to make. There's a but, Whole Foods yeah. down love-
1: in, Alice, you really like this. There's a Whole Foods down in um, in Newton. Near the highway, um, where I went with my ex ex girlfriend, who you've met, Mary. Mm -hmm. And our relationship was going south, and we both went to the Whole Foods salad bar. And um, the woman weighed my salad and said she'd never (laughs) had one. (laughs) Who's
0: the world record? Yes,
1: which reinforced (laughs) some of uh, Mary's problems with me, which um, expedited the end of that relationship, (laughs) I (laughs) guess. Uh, yeah. don't I call love, me out if my salad's heavy, but i love
0: you know? <laughs> i love i've always loved places where you buy food by weight it always like makes me happy i don't know why so i used to love to go to we used to go to the museum of fine arts a lot when i was a kid
1: yes and um where mary worked alice oh
0: um but they had they have like their fancier restaurant um on the upper floor floor where there's like kind of the windows that you look through and then yes. there was the cafe on the main floor and then if you went down there was like more of a cafeteria style food where there were yes. trays that went on yeah, the, the little metal yeah. rails and you could buy food by weight and that was just fantastic like i love that going to that down there and then you could sit out in that courtyard in the mfa yeah and eat there that and it like chase the pigeons well i was a kid so i chased pigeons but
1: <laughs> can i look can i let the record show us that I did some of the photoshopping of the food for the MFA. Really? The restaurants here. Really? Wow. Absolutely. Wow. We've got a connection here. That's
0: great. But yeah, I also love places where you buy candy by the pound too.
1: I know, but you're a candy fiend. I a know. lot of that candy is, well, that's your, That's that's. Or you did wa- you ever
0: go to the old before it became Whole Foods, bread and circuses? Of course. And there would be stuff to buy by the pound in like little containers that you could like release it out into the bag.
1: Um yes, yes I did. You yeah, buy I used stuff to love by bread and circus. Yes, Very 1990 cool. and f- 6. I was fired by Marriott Hotels and I just went in this uh eating binge for like a week. I just it's like <laughs> I was thrilled to be fired and I was like not looking for a job. And I and I ate all my brother's bread and circus uh organic spaghetti sauce. And I would never bought anything like I was. If I shop for myself, it was like at a Seven Eleven. You know, it was like a can of beans. I was like, <laughs> uh, so, but so I had all his good stuff. That's right. And that was like a week later. I was frog marched down the <laughs> to, to replace it. And still, I still think about that. I'm do like,
0: we have a few food messages on the? Oh, we do on but the hotline one. that we need to play. What about well? rotten food? Yes or no. Okay, rotten food, yes or no. We'll play quickly before we frozen get to our messages. Frozen vegetables
1: sold at Food Lion, Kroger, recalled over Listeria concerns. Would you eat the frozen vegetables, Alice?
0: Uh, I think you can buy a new $1 bag of frozen vegetables. It's not a big deal. That's not the point, Alice. <laughs> You've be- never eaten a frozen vegetable in your life, but if it has Listeria, then you'll eat it? Of course I'm not <laughs> going to eat the frozen <laughs> vegetables. No,
1: it's not worth it. The vegetable is never worth it. Alice, I'm surprised <laughs> okay. at you. Um, I got two more. Yes or no, would you eat it? I th- Where are they? Did I not send them? Uh, one is a... Trader Joe's is recalling uh, multigrain crackers. Trader Joe's multigrain crackers. Alice, would you eat those anyway? No. That is correct. It's not <laughs> worth dying for a multigrain uh, pr- cracker. Last one, Alice. Are you ready? hmm Product recall. Ready-to-eat meat, pro- meat products recalled because of contamination with listeria? Uh, salmon's Meat Products of Luxembourg, Wisconsin, is issuing a recall for a variety of ready-to-eat meat products sold at stores. Sliced home-style summer sausage, um, cracker-sized summer sausage, country-sliced ham, country-smoked ham steaks, country-shaved ham, beef snack bites, and smoked-sliced ribeye. Um, would you would eat those uh, even though they were contaminated with listeria?
0: No. Frozen and unfrozen meat is already scary to me. I'm not going to worry that, it, I'm and, not going to have the Listeria. Is, the answer
1: is you're wrong. Of course you'd eat those. I would get eat those in a second. Send those to me and I will eat them in the next coming week. Absolutely. I'm not being bullied. Once
0: you've frozen the meat, I don't want any extra concerns because once you're, you freeze and unfreeze, you're already like living. I mean, you're not living dangerously. You can freeze and unfreeze meat, obviously. One time. Get close time. to the picture
1: of the One graduating time. class from 1902. What do you hear them say? What? What are they saying? <laughs> what are they
0: yeah. What? Carpe diem. Oh, oh, okay.
1: You get it?
0: Yeah, that's from the Robin Williams thing?
1: Yes, Dead Poets Society. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Eat the rotten meat, Alice. <laughs> okay. Well, you have, uh, well, we're young. Okay, I have to sign into this thing to get my, the message. Okay,
0: well, while you're doing that, I'm going to hit Burn one Barrel more topic Pod? that I wanted to get to, which is that this trend of... Pot at gmail? Mm-hmm. because it doesn't burn barrel podcast at gmail.com okay go ahead um the other topic i wanted to get to is this trend and our 12 year old daughters into it but i've seen it a bunch of places of making um edible cookie dough because eating regular cookie dough is not safe mm-hmm. which okay first of all i remember it being a thing that like raw eggs weren't safe my whole life. Like I remember people saying that, which I found out as an adult is a lie, but whatever. I mean, I'm probably not allowed on a podcast to tell people to eat raw eggs, but they are really good if you were ever allowed to eat them. Um, but not only that, but I also see now, and I never heard this until I was an adult, like until the last few years, have you, did, have you heard people tell you that eating raw flour isn't safe?
1: no i didn't think there was a choice in flowers
0: <laughs> but well no but apparently you're not supposed to eat flour before it's cooked also
1: no i didn't know this
0: i didn't know this either until as an adult i mean you ate play-doh so that has flour I did not in eat it. <laughs> or paste
1: it's i'm uh, exceptional in that only
0: <laughs> so anyway
1: why did you suggest i ate play-doh because I, just the I type. feel like
0: whenever the kids have Play-Doh, you like act like it smells really good and you want to eat it.
1: <laughs> not really. I do like fresh. Maybe I'm thinking of your brother. You know brother. what smells maybe really maybe good that's likes... not edible? That should be a topic. You know what smells really good that's not edible? What? Fresh ATM dollars. Twenties. <laughs> Seriously, I used to have to get the rent money in cash and I just smell it all. Mm, it smells gorgeous.
0: <laughs> all right. But, um, but... My thing about this is, so there's all kinds of recipes online of ways to make stuff that tastes kind of like cookie dough, but without raw eggs or raw flour in it. Um, But that seems to me to be terrible because that's like, especially the raw eggs is like what makes the raw cookie dough taste good. Of course it does. To eat like crushed up graham crackers and sugar and oil, as a, like it just seems like the worst parts of the cookie dough to me. Yes, no. So if you're going to eat raw cookie dough, so and here is where, you know, we have different tastes. You'll die of listeria for the frozen sausage. I'll die of whatever for the raw cookie dough. I'm going to eat the raw eggs and I'm going to eat the raw flour and I'm going to eat the raw cookie dough, which tastes fantastic, dear, dear, Dr. by Dr. the way.
2: Alice, just a follow-up. Okay. On your all-you-can-eat podcast. Dinner at Daniela's. I've Ooh. had friends go there, and they say it's great.
0: It's fantastic. And
2: <clears throat> I wanted to say, so it's dessert, right?
0: I know that my dessert that I ate by myself awkwardly was it's way safe. I was
1: like, all right, let's get out of here. Oh,
2: <laughs> hey, the fact that you ordered dessert and no one else did, but you're a pregnant woman, I wouldn't feel the slightest bit upset by that at all. I've done that. I've had other friends sit there and go, oh, I'm so full. Oh, I can't. I don't drink alcohol, so I, I'd rather have dessert. Right. And I mm-hmm. don't care if they have to sit and wait for me. If you want to leave, leave. Go ahead. <laughs> Put your money down and walk out the door, but I'm going to sit there and finish my tiramisu. Damn straight. Or cannolis or whatever I get. Also, Tom. Yes. I went to the market baskets up in Middleton.
1: All right. I, to I went more. to the
2: prepared food section because Ooh. I was hungry and I am eating like a keto diet, and I didn't want to just pick on those um, Entenmann's pop 'em donuts. So I went to grab some honey barbecue tenders. Okay. Every single bag of them were burnt on one side. Mm. Every I looked through nine the nine bags that were sitting there. Every single one. Mm. This is a this is a disgrace. Yeah, in the food service industry, and I'm starting to question. I only go there because of the prices. And yeah, but man, you burn every one of these, every single one. Yeah, that th- is just. That is just. So yeah, bad.
1: I have actually ordered from that one, a one of those uh, entire chickens two and a half years ago. We were staying in a hotel there when a mysterious flu-like uh, virus was. Uh, uh, affecting my family, nobody knew that. and that was fine. The, the, the full chicken I got there, mm-hmm. but I find that most market baskets in the in Massachusetts anyway, most of them, that their attempt at doing um, chicken fingers and chicken wings, etc., is not good. It's so subpar. So, I can't even fool the kids with it. I, I do find like the, if you They're go to a supermarket market chickens. basket. If you go to a supermarket super market basket like the one up in um, Seabrook. The good one in Seabrook. That baby is rocking and rolling. That's like mostly hot food and then with groceries. That place is
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the market basket, the further south market basket in Seabrook is really um, a fantastic one. You also really like the Revere one.
1: Yes, although well, I don't remember if the hot food section was... They do well, have they, a, they cafe, a cafe, though. Yeah. They do have but the cafe. But what's newer not like cafe. that one in, in Seabrook? But yeah. if you want to step into 1974, go to the one up the street from the one in Seabrook, which is closer <laughs> to, the, to the actual power plant. And uh, yeah, that is a very uh, unique experience. But anyway, thank you, uh, Connecticut. This has been a delight, and we'll see you in a, uh, two days, right?
2: Well, I hate nostalgia because it can't.
0: Climb up that hill without thinking your name. I hate nostalgia. I still think about you. It's been so long. I'm so lame. I hate nostalgia. Hope you hate it too. Hope you wonder what am I doing and who I'm pursuing. I hope you think I lead a really exotic life the way I think about you probably have a wife of your job and you go to church on Sundays and barbecue one weekends out in your backyard
2: and sometimes think about me